This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Father, in the name of Jesus, we said agree in prayer. Then number four, we talked about anointing the sick with oil. Then number five, we're talking about the laying on of hands. And we said that the laying on of hands can be practiced from two perspectives. First, as a point of contact. Who can lay hands on the sick? Every believer can. Everybody, can I see your hands? Yeah, you know what we should use them for? Lay them on the sick. Amen. You see, you have the life of God in you. Because you do, you're a conductor of life. Amen. This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. So you should lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover. There's this lady. She didn't have an education. So she couldn't teach Sunday school. This was many, many, many years back. She was looking, what can I do for God? When she got filled with the Holy Ghost supernaturally, she could read only the Bible. Supernaturally, she began to be able to read the Bible. So she was wondering, how can I serve God? What can I do for God? Then one day as she was reading, she got to Mark 16, 17, and 18. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. She said, wow, I don't need an education to do that. So she decided to be laying hands on the sick and to be getting the sick healed. And believe me, she got more sick people healed than most preachers in her, around her did. And she was a layman. Did she have any call to the healing ministry? She never did. But she just was a believer. She would go visiting. Is there any sick person around? Is there any sick person around? She would stay with them, read scriptures to them, build up their faith in God's word. Amen. And she got them healed. Terminal cases. Terminal cases. You know, there was one woman. She was told she couldn't have a child. You know? Well, the woman told the doctor, Sister Foster said I could. He said, well, if Sister Foster says you can, then you can. I know that, Sister Foster. <laughs> I've become acquainted with the works of our hands. You know? And she took him. Then it was time for her to deliver. And um, the doctor said, you can't give birth normally. It has to be a cesarean section. Well, she said, Sister Foster said I can. <laughs> the doctor said, well, if Sister Foster says you can. See that, Sister Foster? I know her. Cases that are impossible. And she was just a laywoman with no education. She just had hands. And she decided to be using them. Amen. Just like every one of us here does. Praise God. Well, the doctor said, while we are doing the delivery, I want Sister Foster to be there. She delivered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the doctor came out, he said, God and Sister Foster, they've done it again. <laughs> yeah. So we all should be doing that. Now, and also, like I said, there's also the standpoint of the law of contact and transmission. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. None of us in ourselves is anything. It's Jesus who is everything. We should always remember that. Does God use men? Yes, he does. But does that make anything of the man? No. He once spoke Hebrew through a donkey. An ass. Yes, he spoke Hebrew through it. Yes. So the fact that God uses me, you, anybody, we thank God for it. It's a privilege. But we should never, it doesn't make us anything. The Corinthian church, they were as carnal as it gets. Yet they came behind in no gifts. It's good to remind oneself of these things. Constantly. Constantly. Who gets the glory? Jesus does. You know, 
Jesus said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. So there's a sense in which we heal the sick. That's true. But I don't like to put it like that. Really, he is the healer. If we're healing the sick, it's with his power. It's with his name. I like to always give the credit where it should go and consciously work on myself to do that. You know, if you're a minister, people can kill you. You can let them kill you. You know, when people say the God of brother talks, well, you're trying to make brother talks your mediator. He's not. He's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when people, those things are things you should consciously work on. Brother Higgin was invited one time to preach. Then the fellow that brought him up said, a mighty man of faith and power, this and this and this. Well, he got up and said, well, I don't know whether I'm that. Really, I'm not. I'm a man of the great God of faith and power. It's God who is the issue. We should always remember that. We should always remember that. We should always consciously put that also before people. Why did Moses not get into the promised land? God said because he did not sanctify him before the people. God told him, speak to the rock. He smote it two times. He said, must we fetch you water from the rock? Eh, Moses, you are now the one that does it. Okay, I didn't know. I always thought it was God doing it. Yes, I know God uses men, but let the men point at God. The, let, let it be God that says, yes, you did this, but we, let's point to God. You know, God made Saul king when he was a little in his own eyes. We must always stay small in our own eyes. Yes, we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than he ought to think. God thinks of us highly. But listen, listen, especially if you want to get fine God. These are things, Brother Higgins said there are ways that God used him later on in life. That if he had tried using him in those ways earlier on, his head would have gotten so swollen, he wouldn't have been able to walk through the door. So there are things we must always be conscious of. Does it make you a superstar? It's not. Ministers are servants. We are here to serve God's people. That God's power flows through me doesn't make me any better than a donkey. Are you listening? He won't smoke Hebrew through a donkey. So I'm no issue. It's Jesus who is the issue. It's the name of Jesus that's the issue. Amen. Yes, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Yes, I'm the righteousness of God. Yes, I'm who the word says I am. When it comes to ministry and to his power, I like to keep the Keep things right. Keep perspectives clear. It's God who's doing it. Amen. Even Jesus, he never claimed to do the works. said, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Let's give the glory where it should go. Otherwise, we can get in trouble. Can get in trouble. Brother Hagin, Jesus warned him about two things. One of them was money. He said, be careful about money. Many that I place my power upon, you know, put my anointing upon. They become money-minded. They've lost the anointing and the ministry I gave to them. Then they said to him, thou shalt take no charge for thy ministry. Continue to take offerings as you have been, but don't take a charge for your ministry. There will be people that will be willing to give thousands of dollars to get healed. And you see some of them get healed. Their children get healed. But don't take a charge for your ministry. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't merchandise the anointing. You'll be in trouble. You'll lose the anointing. You lose the anointing. I had one man say when he was a brother, he raised so many from the dead. When he became this, he raised less from the dead. When he became this, he raised them. When a time came, he began to raise money. <laughs> he said it. He said it was money. Hmm, I thought about that. Let's be careful about this money thing. Does God want us rich? He does. Does God want us to have money? He does. But he doesn't want money to have us. Let's be careful to always give him the glory. To always give him the glory. To always give him the glory. He's the one that does it. God still resists the proud. He still does. God still exalts the humble. He still does. Amen. 
We are to humble ourselves under his mighty hand. Then he will lift us up. We should never try to promote ourselves. We should never try to lift up ourselves. It's God that lifts up people. Amen. We should humble ourselves under his mighty hand. And then in due season, he will lift us up. Amen. And then it's God that sets people in the body. You see, God does not reward titles. God does not reward offices. God rewards faithfulness. If the fellow that washes the toilets is more faithful than I am, with whatever flamboyant ministry or whatever God has given me, he will be rewarded more than I will be. Yes. Amen. So let's be careful along these lanes. Don't let's get carried away with the glamour of ministry. And now I'm talking to several ministers. Amen. Let's watch these things. Let's keep our attitudes right. Let's keep our hearts right. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I want to get out of it? Is it because I, I'm out to obey God or I'm trying to make a name for myself? Is it because I'm trying to be a blessing to people? Tell you something. A fellow told Kenneth Hagin, he said, look, you teach good. Why don't you write? You make a lot of money. Told him that. He said it was a problem for him. Big problem. Because God later spoke to him about writing. And every time he'll remember, you can write. You make a lot of money. Then he'll say, why am I writing? Is it to make a lot of money or to be a blessing to people? Now, Jesus warned him. He said, thou shalt take no charge for thy ministry. There's nothing wrong with taking the reality. But he could not get into writing until he knew his motive was right. In fact, it was Fred and Lindsay that put his first book together for him. Redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. That's Gordon Lindsay's wife. And says, look, take it. Whatever you want to do with it, do with it. And then before they began to publish, and he never took any royalty from his books. Never did. Surely because God warned him specially about it. Amen. So he went the extra mile where that was concerned. Why did God warn him about it? God must have known why he warned him about it. You know, God knows where we are all vulnerable. And look, human nature is human nature. Amen. If something can be a problem for any human, it can be a problem for some other human. Amen. Praise God. Well, going back to that story, December the 5th. The first day, I talked in tongues about 10 hours. Second day, 15. Third day, about 19 hours. Just straight talking in tongues. And that's not the longest I prayed. There was a day I prayed 24 hours straight. You know, Paul, he said he was not a wit behind the chiefest of apostles. He had more revelation. He said in conference, they added nothing to him. Look, it's like the, those who seem to be pillars, Peter, James, John, they sat down. There was nothing they could add to him. The only thing they could say is don't forget to give to the poor. And that he had decided to do before they said it. He said he labored more abundantly than them all. He said he had revelation that was not lawful for a man to utter. Now, could there have been just a correlation between the abundance of the revelation and the fact that he spoke in tongues more than they all did. Amen. I think there might have been. I think there might have been. If it's true that when we speak in tongues, we make power available. If it's true that when we speak in tongues, we edify ourselves. If it's true that when we pray in tongues, we're able to pray out mysteries. Then, and somebody said, well, praying much in tongues is not about the time. You can do quality, quality tongues in one minute. My friend, he was talking about the words. Because he said 10,000 words and five. So he's talking about the words. You can't talk 10,000 words in one second. Amen. Now, of course, should we get religious about some of these things? No, we shouldn't. Am I trying to brag? Oh, no, no, definitely. What does? Not in the list. But I want to get some of you praying. That's it. Yes. Get some of us praying. Some of us are full-time sleepers, full-time laziers. Some of us, look, we can do everything and we're all excited. 
If I were talking about that, I was Jimmy for 10 hours. Somebody would say, yeah. If I talked about I went to the movies and I watched movies for 19 hours, say, my God, that was awesome. If I talked about the fact that I went to Disney, you know, somebody wouldn't think I was bragging, you know, because I was having fun, enjoying life, you know. But praying is like, no, 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 no. Reading the Bible is like, no, 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 no. But should we be ashamed of reading the Bible? Should we be ashamed of praying? Is it a problem? It, should it be anything that... It should be like all of us. You say, oh, you're almost 24, I did 26. Then somebody will say, oh, no, me, I did 28. And somebody will say, well, I did one 24, then I slept a little bit, then I did another 24, then I slept a little bit. Then I, That's how it should be. Let's get the job done. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. There is the loss that needs to be saved. There is the supernatural we need to contend for. We have substituted the supernatural, every other thing for the supernatural. Every other thing. And believe me, nothing will take the place of the power of God. One miracle in the name of Jesus will do more than a hundred dead salmons. I was talking to one man one day. The man told me he can do something that if you cut him, it, it's a day, she, it won't pierce him. I said, it depends on who does the cutting. He said, what do you mean? I said, just what I said. He said, it depends on who does the cutting. He was old enough to be my dad. So I told him that. I said, well, it's where there's no ground that two people argue who can beat who. Let's experiment. I know what I'm talking about. Well, he did his stuff. They brought a blade. I said, don't let's use axe. Don't let's use knife. The effects could be fatal. We used just a tiger blade, brand new. Sent this young girl, go buy it. She bought it. He did his stuff inside water. He put alligator pepper in his mouth, called something, spat inside the water, drank it. Then they used the blade. They cut him. It turned white and cleared. I saw it. So, yeah, there was some power there. There was some power there. Believe me, the devil still does some stunts. But the one who is in us is bigger. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Well, I said, give me the blade. They gave it to me. Under my breath, I said, you foul spirits. I command you to desist in your maneuvers and stop in your prayers in Jesus' name. I knew what would happen next, so I made sure I was gentle. I just cut him slightly, and then we saw something that was red. It wasn't black currant. was coming out of his hand. He was bleeding. He was bleeding. Don't think those things don't exist. There was a governor, former governor, west of Nigeria. He was wielding for surgery one time. My mother was in charge of the theaters in UCH. They wheeled him in. Gave him anesthesia. Got to do surgery on him. They couldn't cut him. Yes. It was on the news the next morning. They couldn't cut him. Couldn't. They had to wait for the anesthesia to clear out. It happened. The man... I can tell you his name. I won't. You might be related to him. Then I mean live streamed. You know, so I have to be careful what I say. It happened. My mom is still alive. I just spoke with her some minutes ago. She corroborated the story. So they told him when the anesthesia cleared up, whatever it was you did, undo it. We need to cut you to save you. So those things exist. You know, there was Janis and Jambres. Moses threw his rod. He turned into snake. They threw theirs. He turned into snake. But you know, one snake swallowed up another snake. And some people left there that day without a rod. You might never have thought about that. <laughs> but some people did not have a rod anymore. <laughs> because one rod had swallowed up the other rods. Amen. So the power of God is real. Well, that day, you know, I was wearing blue khaki shorts. I was wearing a linen shirt. It, was, it had pink and some gray. It had boxes and lines and all. I remember exactly where I sat. December 5, 1991, I was by UI Gate. There was one shed, there's one, one sitting area there. I sat down there, five minutes to midnight. 
I won't forget it. The longest day I live. And then I heard that voice speak up inside me. And this is what it said. It said, from this night onwards, what is known in my word as the gift of faith, together with the discerning of spirits, when you're in the spirit, will be in very strong operation in your life. And that tangible anointing you minister under will come back to stay. And it will be a hundred times stronger. Now, I heard that. The way you felt is how I felt. It's like, ah, uh -uh, about God, they really... It's like, God, is this not exaggeration? You know, that was how I felt. Ah, hundred times. You know, it was seemed far-fetched. But well, I kept it. Broke my fast after midnight. For some reason, I just didn't have an appetite again that Friday. So I ended up praying most of the day. There was a church I attended then. We had prayer meetings on Fridays. Went for this prayer service, 6.30. About 7.45, as we were praying, all of a sudden, this is what happened first. It felt like somebody came from behind me and threw a mantle around me. Now, a mantle is not a handkerchief. A mantle is a loose outer covering, like an overcoat. It felt like someone threw it around me, and it wrapped around my being. It was my exact size. Fitted my head, my neck, my... Just fitted all around me. It was my size. Then the next thing that happened was, I had a sensation, like something creepy, moving inside me in my spirit. I felt it. He's like, what's this? I sat down. I stopped praying. What was going on? As I sat down with my, just like he is, with my elbows bent like that, I felt something. He fell from up. He hit my right elbow first. I looked. Then he hit my, nef, next, he hit my left elbow next. And then the next thing was, from my shoulder blades to the palms of my hands, I felt this thing. I felt it. I didn't sense it in the spirit. I felt it. It was like liquid electricity. Now, if you've had an electric shock before, I have on occasion, that was what it felt like. I felt that thing. Wow, it was strong. It was like electricity was going through me. I couldn't stand it. My eyeballs began to tingle. My teeth began to rattle. I began to pray, Lord, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Now, when I meet people that say they have the Holy Ghost without measure, I just, at their back, I just do like this. Do they know what they are talking about? Do they know the power of God at all? If, can they handle it? Just, just a little too much. Let me tell you something. It affects, when I minister with it, it affects my skin. It affects my nails. It does. Many wristwatches of mine have been condemned. Yes. Because sometimes I've ministered with it with my watch on. I finish the meeting and the watch doesn't, it's not working again. Yeah. I have like five watches in my house. Very good quality. All bought from out of the country. The same problem. They're not working anymore. So if I forget to remove my watch and I minister with it and that power comes strong, it affects it. It's tangible. My nails grow fast when I minister with it strong. It affects my skin. You see, Jesus' body was just like Adam's body was before the fall. He was neither mortal nor immortal. That's why he could stand so much of God's power and it didn't affect him. Just too much of it, it affects me. And it affects you too. Praise God. But you see, these things are real. In that meeting that day, I wore a gray trouser. One man by the name Shion Fashuri gave me that trouser. I won't forget. Now, there's one Dr. Debo who had a classmate that the sister, uh, 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 who, the classmate was a lady. That, the, that sister, her brother, her younger brother, had a certain condition that was incurable. Somehow they heard me talk about these things. So he told her, well, you know you should prove things. And I'm a good one to prove it. Well, I told her, this is what you do with your brother. Wear this trouser on him. Release that power. 
with your words and with your faith. You know the boy snapped out of it like that. He was healed. Down syndrome. You see, the power of God is tangible. It's actual. I'm thinking now of one lady. Ediri is her name. Her brother had arthritis. She walked up to me in a meeting. After a meeting, she brought a lady's handkerchief. She said I should lay hands on it. I did. She took it to the house. For some reason, she forgot to get it to her brother. She said her brother was looking for something where she kept her things. Stumbled on her handkerchief. The moment he touched it, he said he felt something flow out of it into his body. And his arthritis disappeared. There was a transference of power. There's one fellow in Lagos. I was in this meeting, laid hands on pieces of cloth when the power was present. It was taken to a lady who had died. She was dead, you know. And by their testimony, this is what I was told, that the moment they dropped it on her chest, she sneezed and came back to life. Amen. Amen. God's power is real. God's power is tangible. I'm thinking of another meeting. This lady was scheduled for surgery. It was Sunday evening. She was going to have surgery the next day. She had a growth in her body. Well, I ministered to her with that power. I felt it leave my hand and enter her body. So I told her, it went into your body. It went into your body. And I said this. I said, can you... Now, it wasn't the kind of thing that was critical, and she had to have the surgery urgently. I said, can you wait a little bit on that surgery? Give it like a week. He said, you can. I said, okay, and before you take the surgery, can you do another scan and let them check you out? He said, yes, you can. I said, all right. You know, the power went into her. So I told her, keep the switch of faith turned on. Just keep saying this. God's healing power went into my body. It's affecting a healing and a cure in me. God's healing power went into my body. Just keep saying that. Say it because you believe it. Even if you don't believe it, say it. If you say it long enough, you'll start believing it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can school yourself into faith. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5, 28, he says, for she said. The Greek says, for she kept saying. If I may touch but it's close, I shall be whole. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. And Jesus said her faith made her whole. You know? She waited. After a week, they did the scan. They couldn't find it. That disappeared. So where did it go? I don't know. And I don't, I'm not looking for it. <laughs> Amen. And I can tell you several other stories. Several other stories. When a minister somewhere, there was this lady, her sister had HIV AIDS, who blown. So she walked up to me after. She said, this is the situation. I said, all right. I said, this is what you can do for your sister. Give me a handkerchief, you know, just a I laid hands on it when that power was present. Since that December 5, 1991 day, anytime I start, talk, I start talking about it, it comes in manifestation since that time. So I laid hands on it. Then I said, get her the CDs of the meeting I did in that place so that she can hear God's word and have her faith built. She did. I didn't hear from them. Six months after I get a call one day from the lady because I saved her number. And then the person on the other end was crying. So I thought, what, what happened? She was crying for joy. She said, my sister, she's healed. They can't find a trace of it. She's done three tests. It's all gone. It's all gone. Amen. That's what the power of God can do. That's what the power of God can do. That's what the power of God can do. Did I do it? I didn't. Jesus did it. He's the healer. His power did it. And that power is the same. That power is the same. That power is the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the miracle business. He's still in the business of signs and wonders. He's still in that business. I was in Okene, preached in this church. They had me to do a session on healing. I did. 
And then there was a lady, she was paralyzed. They carried her into the meeting. She had wanted me to minister to her earlier. I said, no, stay in the sessions and just hear the word. I may have a manifestation of the Holy Ghost and I may not. But whether I do or I don't, if you'll hear the word and have your faith built, you'll be in position to receive. So she listened. They carried her. Every one of the meetings, they carried her. She was paralyzed. The last day of the meeting, I began to minister to the sick. They brought her. I laid hands on her. There's one brother, Olaito Adeshino. He was with me in that service. He was there. He saw it. I laid hands on him. The brother, Olaito, I'm talking about. There are two Olaito Adeshinos I know. I'm talking about the one from who's based in Ibadan. He's now in Lagos. You can find him on Facebook. Praise God. <laughs> I laid hands on him, on her. I did. And you know what? About three minutes time, I saw the same lady running up and down the place. Yeah. Instantly, she was running. In fact, my friend captured it in his phone. Running, healed by the power of God. You see, God's power is the same. Is the same. Is the same. And he's in the healing business. Why am I talking about it? Because we're going to lay hands on the sick tomorrow. Amen. We're going to lay hands on the sick tomorrow. Last session, we minister to the sick. Well, I know you guys want to have your party. End of your party, you have your party. I'm not going to take out of your party time. Praise God. But the last session, we'll do that. And this is what I want you to do. If you want to be ministered to for healing, I want you to get ready. How? Start saying it. I will be in that meeting tomorrow. Hands will be laid on me and I will be healed. Start saying that. Go to bed saying it. Leave the meeting saying it. Wake up tomorrow morning saying it. Tell anybody you can tell. Of course, there are some people you shouldn't tell who will try to rob you of your faith. They won't understand. It will be like casting your pearls before swine. Don't do that. But keep saying it to yourself. I'll be in that meeting. Hands will be laid on me and I'll be healed. There's this lady I'm thinking of. She had a problem with her back. Incurable condition. And then she had a form of arthritis also. Well, she talked with me about it. Then I said, okay, I want you to school yourself into faith. There was going to be a Thursday after where I'll be ministering to the sick. So I told her, keep saying it. I'll be in that service on Thursday. Hands will be laid on me and I'll be healed. She did. That Thursday meeting, I almost forgot to lay hands on the sick. Just as I was finishing, she, she just stood up and said, well, lay your hands on me and I'll be healed. <laughs> she was so sure it will happen. It did happen. By the next Saturday, she saw a doctor. The doctor said, look, a miracle took place here. A miracle took place here. Amen. So the power of God is real. is actual. Just as real as electricity. Or any other native force. A great deal more so. The life principle that stands behind all manifestations of life everywhere. I'm quoting John Lake. Amen. So it's real. It's real. If you believe that I'm anointed and you will receive that anointing, then that power will flow from my hands into your body. It will drive out whatever sickness or disease. It will affect the healing and the cure in you. Even if there's a demon behind it, it will drive it out. I've seen people just get delivered. Demon activity, just leave them just like that. It will drive it out. I'm thinking now of one individual. I laid hands on this person and they said they felt a surge like electricity go through them. Amen. It's real, it's scriptural, and it's for today. God still uses men. God still uses men. Well, June the 1st of 92. June the 1st of 92 happened to be a Monday. 
About 11.30, that Monday morning, I was praying in my room, doing some studying. And then for some funny reason, I don't know why I did, but I did. I looked out the window. The moment I did, just like as I, ca I can see you, I saw the Lord Jesus. I saw him playing. My eyes were wide open. He came into the house through the gate. He had a white gate. I was upstairs. Then he came to my room. And then he beckoned on me and said, let us go up at once. And then I had a sensation of being cut away. And then the next thing I knew, we stood before the throne of God. He had me to kneel. We were tilted at an angle before that throne. He had me to kneel down. I knelt. He laid his right hand on my head. And then he said to me, he said, I've called you specially and anointed you specially to do what I've called you to do. Now I want you to go in the strength of that call. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Why do I have to say it? Otherwise, it won't work. You see, this is the lowest level by which somebody can receive their healing. That's you still receiving, but it's the lowest level. This will work when nothing else will. Is your faith involved with this method? It is. But it's the lowest level you can exercise your faith in to receive your healing. Amen. So it's another method. Well, that was number five. Number six is the gifts of healings. See, the gifts of healings are not the same as the healing anointing. They are different, technically. You want to know more of the difference? Make sure you come to Rhema and make sure you not only finish level one, get to level two. We'll talk about that in our healing course in level two. Amen. So I'm talking about the gifts of healings. First Corinthians chapter 12. The Bible says in verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, and that word gifts is in italics, means it's not there in the original. Now concerning spirituals, things often pertaining to the Holy Ghost, I will not have you ignorant. He know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord about the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit, differences of administrations but the same Lord, diversities of operations but the same God that walketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing. Both actually are in plural in the Greek. The gifts of healings. That's how it reads in the Greek, by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. It says, but all these work at that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, the, God reserves the right of divine sovereignty to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, provided he does not violate his word. He does. And one of the ways he does is through what we call gifts of healings. Apparently, there's more than one gift. Gifts of healings. Amen. It's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Now, when gifts of the Spirit are in operation, the candidate is not necessarily in faith. It's just God doing stuff on his own. This man went to Kathy Kuhlman's meeting. He was an atheist. He went to gather evidence that all those so-called miracles were fake. But this is the deal. He had a pacemaker in his heart. He had a heart problem. And then, Miss Catherine just pointed in his direction. There's a man right here. You, you claim to be an atheist, but you have a heart problem. In fact, there's a pacemaker in your heart. You're healed now. The pacemaker vanished. He was healed. That was a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. See, God can do stuff like that. God can do stuff like that. Remember, in John chapter 5, by the pool of Bethesda, there were five porches of sick people, five tents of sick people. Now, an angel used to go there and trouble that water. 
if the angel went there on any giving schedule, people wouldn't be there all the time. If we knew it was always the first Thursday of every month at 7 a.m., uh, I won't go there now. Why will I be staying in the sun and sleeping in the rain? No. I'll just wait for Thursday to come. And then 7 a.m., I'll plan for 7. Maybe I'll tell somebody to just be ready to drop me. You know, look for something like that. But the angel didn't run on any schedule. We didn't know when it will happen or when it won't happen, but we knew it will happen. Are you listening? The first person that got him got healed. Jesus met a man there. He said, will thou be made whole? Then the man began to range Story, story, story. I wonder who was asking him story. A question was asked that required a monosyllable answer. Yes or no? Will that be made whole? Yes. And then Jesus would give him the next story. He said, well, I have no man to carry me. Somebody gets him before me. He said a long story. Well, Jesus told him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And he rose and he was healed. 38 years he had had that trouble. 38 years. 38 years he was healed. He met... Trust them, Pharisees and Sadducees. He said, who told you to carry your bed? Today is Sabbath. Why should you be carrying your bed? He said, well, I don't know the man, but he told me to take my bed, and I was healed. He didn't even know who healed him. Now, you notice that after Jesus ministered to that one man, and there were five sheds of sick people, Jesus turned and walked away. Why didn't he minister to somebody else? Because he had a manifestation of the Holy Ghost for just that one man. And that's how gifts of the Spirit are. Sometimes God does some of those things just to remind us that he's still alive and he's doing well. Just as a sign. Just as a sign. God does things like that. Praise God. Are we getting something out of this? Yeah, you want me to continue? Well, I'll continue after 10 minutes. <laughs> information and inquiries please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163